This is Kelly. This is Jen. This is Heather. And you're listening to Whiskey Cats. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, whiskey drinkers. <laughs> Hi, Kelly. Hi, Kelly. Hi, Jennifer. Hi, Heather. <laughs> Sometimes it must sound like we've been drinking for hours before we even start this, and that's just really not the case. It's not the case at all. Although we are all all probably on cold medicine. (laughs) (laughs) So the whiskey and the, yeah, it's going to interact real well. It will. Mm -hmm. Um, Speaking of, besides the cold medicine, what what is in your glasses, respectively? Well, I picked one up on my way home today because uh, everything in my shelf we've drank multiple times on the air. So I picked up something called uh, Auspiciously Barrel Whiskey. That's Ooh, the name of it. Creative. Yeah. B-A-R-R-E-L-L. Um, but it's kind of neat. I looked it up a little bit. And um, this is their whiskey, but they do make a bourbon and a rye. And they make it all in batches. And every batch is different. So like this one is aged 11 years, um, finished in rum casks. Oh. Uh, and it's so funny. They're like... Barrel Whiskey 004, that's what we're drinking, (laughs) is distilled in Indiana and Tennessee, as if, like, that makes it special. Like, so you just got it from two huge distillers, basically, (laughs) and then aged it. But they mentioned Indiana and Tennessee many times in this little paragraph. Uh, anyway, it's like very complicated though. They sort of like age them like together, but separately. And some is finished in a rum batch, a rum cask, and some is finished in like a white oak barrel. And I don't know, it's all very complicated. But this one apparently has won some awards and it's 120 proof. So Ooh. why wouldn't you drink it? <laughs> Let's give it a try. We haven't actually tried oh, it yet. We haven't. Well, cheers. We won't give it a full rundown, but we'll just... Yeah. Super sweet smell. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> finished so in a rum cask. So it's 120 proof. Yep. <laughs> and it's definitely finished in a rum cask. Wow. I can really... I, it's so sweet. It's so sweet. And this is the whiskey. This isn't the bourbon. Wow. You know, I don't mind it, though. It almost has like a, a maple syrupy. It's very maple syrupy. Weird, and it's You don't like yourself bourbon? as sweet as I do, though. What's I that? said, and it's not a bourbon. That's that's weird that it's very mm. mapley. American whiskey only. Wow. So anyway, that's what we're drinking. I was actually thinking about making us hot toddies and with just the Jim Beam. Maybe oh, we could do that for, next. For our illness. <laughs> Which we've talked about on the air before, and I actually have lemon. So it's just hot water, lemon, whiskey, preferably bourbon, and uh, some honey. Yeah. And it's great when you're sick, except we're all sick and it's 70 degrees outside. <laughs> so the hot toddy is a little weird. Oh my, I'm not sure I like it. I'm going to let it sit for a minute. What are you drinking, Kelly? Um, so in my main glass, I have some uh, 100% Isla Kiloman, which is from when we went to Isla a couple years ago. And Kiloman is one of the only distilleries on the island that's still independently owned and operated. Um, mm-hmm. And Isla, to refresh our memory, oh. is the Scotch-based yeah, so, place. Mm-hmm. Yes, scotch <laughs> I mean, wait, the Scotch is the island-based place. We are doing <laughs> amazingly well with our language today, guys. <laughs> and geography, yeah. And geography, woo! Yeah, so it's off the, it's off the um, southwest coast of the UK, 
and it's a part of Scotland. And yeah, so there's, I think there's seven or eight distilleries on the island. I forget. Um, I will look it up for you listeners and be better about that next time. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, so it's, it's the only one that is independently owned and operated still. It is also a farm distillery, so they grow all their bar- barley uh, mm. on on their farm. They malt it there. And so this one in particular that I'm drinking is uh, their 100% Isla whiskey. And so all the barley um, is grown on their farm, malted there, and distilled there and bottled there, um, and which is which is pretty awesome. Uh, and they have like a bunch of other bottles as well. We also have a sherry cask from, from their distillery too, which is, which is pretty good, but you know, I'm not that big of a fan of sherry cask, but I think you guys would like it. Um, mm-hmm. Heather, it is pretty peaty on the nose, but not so much on the tongue. Um, so I'm not sure if it's something that you would particularly enjoy, but it's definitely not as overwhelming as some of the other, uh, other peaty PD bottles on the island. Um, so are you drinking it on the rocks or are you, is that in a cocktail? I forget what she said. I am drinking it on the rocks. Cheers. It's, it's pretty on one large, one, one yeah, large giant uh, whiskey ice. Yep. Um, it's super light in color. Uh, it, and it's just, I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's really pretty. That's why I thought you were drinking a cocktail. Cause I thought it was, it had like soda or something in mm-hmm. there. It's super light. Yeah. Um, I also have this beautiful, um, decanter it's called my globe and so that's Whoa. yeah i really love it. it's like this this huge glass globe with this really pretty like brass top um and so we put the bottle in here and it's surprisingly holds a lot of whiskey um so i keep pouring it out and i'm like wow there's so much more in here um does it surprisingly hold a lot of whiskey because it looks giant it is giant and it looks like a and nearly empty oh, yeah <laughs> I mean, it's a good bottle of whiskey, good bottle of scotch. So, yeah, highly recommend A++. To go back, I forgot I was going to mention that this barrel whiskey has a cocktail page. Oh. And some of it is kind of, well, some of it's very standard. Like, they have their version of the Manhattan, and they have one that they call something uh, kind of hilarious that I'll look up in a second, but it's basically just bourbon and ginger beer and orange bitters. Cool. Um, but they have this, which I think is actually, like, a classic cocktail, but it's so disgusting. This is, it's so disgusting. It's called Hamilton Avenue Milk Punch. It's bourbon, vanilla extract, whole milk, and heavy cream. Oh, oh. You shake it. Oh, oh, no. <laughs> Drink it up. No. <laughs> I would pour no. that into my ice cream maker and make it into oh, an yeah. ice cream, and oh. it would probably be delicious. That sounds good. What's Alexander Hamilton's dilemma? Yeah. So this one is like bourbon, orange juice, and bitters, which, you know, I've never had bourbon and orange juice. I know it's that's a hmm. thing people do. I feel like I should do it once at some point just to see that's if I would I've never heard like of this. that. I always feel like orange juice is better with clear yeah. uh, liquors, yeah. but huh. what do I know? I think this is it. The Society of Uniform Manufacturing. That's what they call this. It's <laughs> Oh, no, this is something different. This is whiskey, lemonade, and bitters, hmm. which is so totally delicious. Yeah. The Industrial Revolution. <laughs> All these, it's photo. getting a little um, precious, the, yeah. like yeah. drum, drum precious. Mm-hmm. Where are our long stories behind each title? That's what I want. I know. Maybe it's where we should thank them for <laughs> withholding. This was just bourbon, ginger beer, and orange orange bitters, which is delicious. Oh, so this is kind of nice, though, that they have, like, relatively... I mean, these are all, like, very simple cocktails you can make, so that's kind of nice. Mm-hmm. I like that. 
Yeah. Speaking of... Fortunately, I don't have any of those things. <laughs> the longer I drink this, the more the 120 proof. I think that's what I'm getting the most of. Sorry. Just checking in about this barrel whiskey. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. It's super strong. It's not maybe the ideal thing to be drinking when our mouths are not up to fighting strength. <laughs> <laughs> my mouth is really fighting. But I'm not stuffed. You know, I think if I, my nose were stuffed, then I wouldn't be able to taste any of this stuff. I can sure taste this. <laughs> yeah. I don't think it it's gave too bad you an option. I probably would have clear this up. <sighs> anyway, anyway. What else is up? Yeah, speaking of cocktails, um, mm. we have been indulging in uh, Trader Joe's whiskey because all of the Trader Joe's branded whiskeys are like sub $20. So you're like, Ooh, look, a bourbon for $10 or, Ooh, look, a single malt scotch for only 15. Um, just wow. For seven mils. Uh, yeah. 750. Um, so we have partaken in the Trader Joe's Kentucky bourbon straight whiskey. Here's that bottle. The Highland Single Malt Scotch Whiskey Distilled and Bottled for Trader Joe's. There's that one. Hmm. And the single Trader Joe's Single Malt Irish Whiskey. So there's that bottle. Hmm. Did you guys buy these all on one trip? No. I just imagine, like, Mal, like, <laughs> sweeping his arm across the liquor shelf out into your cart. <laughs> like, super a la supermarket sweep. Yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, we have kind of acquired them over multiple trips, which is strange, but... Um, so we started out with this Irish uh, single malt Irish whiskey, and it's you know as you can see we've partaken in a pretty good bit of it. About like a third of the bottle is gone. It's a pretty decent, not terrible. It's eight. It says it's aged eight years, triple distilled as an Irish whiskey should be. Um, you know it's fine. It's perfectly fine. It's an Irish whiskey. Nothing really to write home about. Then we got into the Highland single malt Scotch whiskey. Perfectly bland. Kind of, mm. again, nothing to write home about. Blah. It looks like a real whiskey. Like oh, yeah. that, it's almost like impressively nondescript, that label. Yeah. Yeah, and the bottle shape, everything about it. Yeah. Uh, then the Kentucky Bourbon Straight Whiskey. Again, it's a bourbon, and that's as much as I can say for it. Um <laughs> What about, like, compared to Jim Beam? Is it, like, as good or no. better or worse? Worse than Beam. Much worse than Beam. Oh. That's oh. lame. It's, Jim Beam is too cheap to be drinking anything worse. Yeah. yeah. So, excuse me. So we can't figure out whether or not it's because, you know, they're priced so cheap, so therefore they need to um, be palatable to, like, the most common denominator, or they are so bland because they're so cheap. Like, we can't figure out, like, which is, like, the chicken or the egg. Can't really figure mm -hmm. it out. So I did a little research to see, A, if you can figure out where this, um, where any of the whiskey comes from, and you can't. Uh, it's, it's like, untraceable. <laughs> it's just their private label type of a thing. Um, there was one website that I, or one review that uh, basically said that they pick up um, bottles, especially for, like, their scotch, um, that are kind of like, uh, are not able to be used, um, for whatever reason for the, the name brand, like they're not like the 
the barrels are not chosen to be used for the name brand. So therefore Trader Joe's can like pick it up for a song, um, which kind of makes rejected. Whiskey. Yeah. It's totally rejected whiskey. And then like, that makes sense when you taste this whiskey, you're like, Oh yeah, <laughs> it's rejected whiskey. Um, yeah. And I wonder if that means, I mean, it has to mean that it varies a lot that it like the bottles never taste the same. Yeah. If they're just picking up random rejected stuff, mm-hmm. who knows what you're going to get every time. Yeah. yeah. And they were saying they had a, they had a space side scotch whiskey and like that's sold out because people are like, Oh, a space side whiskey. And so there's no longer, it's no longer available. Um, and so, you know, that makes sense that they're just kind of buying up whatever they can and labeling, uh, bottling it and labeling it under, under their name. Yeah. And like all the reviews that I I've read there was like one um oh the whiskey wash was like the most uh generous in terms of they reviewed every single Trader Joe's whiskey um and they were basically like these are great these are fine and then all the other uh reviews that I've read they're like yeah you can do better (laughs) man yeah so I mean how would you compare it to their box wine selection is sort of like well you know, um, the box, I mean, cause their box wine varies greatly too. It it's like some of it's, or not their box wine, but their, um, their two buck two truck. truck. Mm. Yeah. I Which like people have done reviews about those. I've used them for my own purchases. <laughs> yeah. I think, you know, I, I would say they're, ugh, it's hard because I feel like I had just have such a fondness for two buck truck in my heart that I don't want to say that two buck truck is mediocre, but it really is mediocre wine. So well, some of it is. I mean, like their cab is like totally drinkable, but like their white, their white wines are disgusting. Yeah, I only use their and I hate white wine to begin with, but they're like truly disgusting. They're totally undrinkable. Yeah, I only use their uh, whites for cooking. That's what I buy too, by Chuck White. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. Yeah. So, would you buy this whiskey again for any reason, like just to have as like backup, or is it not even that? No, like no, no, I wouldn't. I would just get old granddad. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty sad. Well, that's too bad. Yeah. That is too bad. The whole rejected thing is kind of great. Like, I kind <laughs> of appreciate that they're not just pouring all that shit down the drain. Like, I'm sure there are people who are totally fine with $15 shitty. Like, if you're just pouring it into other stuff all the time, then I guess that's fine. Yeah, so huh. we're thinking we're now definitely going to make some Manhattans out of this bourbon because we got to get rid of it somehow. Yeah. I want to taste it. Manhattan seems generous for that bourbon. <laughs> I think you want to pour it in with some ginger ale. Yeah. Yeah, really? Um, well, Diet Coke. I mean, if you want to flush $10 down the drain, um, you can definitely try this bourbon. I never, so our, you know, in Virginia, Trader Joe's don't carry liquor. So I didn't even realize that this existed because. Yeah, I never knew it existed in Alexandria. until we moved to the West Coast. Fascinating. Well, I don't think. Trader Joe's in California, sir. Everything, I know. Everything. But I guess we don't need to hunt this down. No. Do you think the Irish stuff is, like, called from actual Irish yeah. distillers? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it says it's distilled in Ireland. It's a product of Ireland. Okay. So I don't I don't doubt that. Um, and I would say of the three, this is the, the Irish is the best. Um, it's also really light colored. But, I mean, I, that's Irish whiskey, right? It's distilled three, you know, yeah, it's distilled true. three times. Yeah. It's True. gonna be that late. Well, bummer, <clears throat> but good to know. Save our fifteen bucks. Yeah, thanks for doing that difficult research for us. That's so hard. <laughs> <laughs> so hard. So a brief news item that was sent to us from our friend Samar Farah. Hmm. 
friend of the podcast. Um, this Chinese millionaire recently, because this is what they spend their money on, a single pour. He, he was in a hotel bar and saw this bottle of 1878 Macallan and paid $7,600 British pounds for a single pour. That's 10,000 US dollars <laughs> for a single pour of this, uh, you know, couple hundred year old, um, or hundred plus, however that is, uh, Math. year old single malt. Was he celebrating anything? Was he just like in the hotel and I think to he go was just in the hotel and saw I something. I mean, who hasn't splurged on a $10,000 drink like, in a hotel? Sounds great. Well, sidebar, who knows what he spends his money on? Because the man in 2015 made $16.5 million as a martial arts fantasy novel writer. <laughs> yeah, he is uh, one of China's highest earning online writers. Uh, and it makes me. Wait a minute, wait, it's online? Publish them in books? <laughs> now I'm like double infuriated. Yep. <laughs> oh my God. So, yeah, of course he walked, in, walked into a hotel and was like, oh, okay, that looks interesting. How much is it? $10,000? I'll take sure. it. How do I get into online fantasy martial arts Chinese writing? I think the same. What would be the American equivalent? It, it's um, Twilight. That's the American equivalent. Yeah. yeah, but she didn't make money off of that until she published them in books. Yeah. yeah, but her start was when she built up her fan base. That is true. Sixteen and a half million dollars. <sighs> well, whatever. Anyway, anyway, but jokes turns on him. out, jokes on him because <laughs> uh, some industry experts must have seen a photo of this or something, and they saw some discrepancies on the cork and the label, and so. The, it was fake. It, the hotel bar owners had it <gasps> carbon dated. Beep boop science corner briefing. Um, <laughs> had it carbon dated. So carbon dating is when you uh, <laughs> date the isotopes of carbon that are in a thing. And the one of the most basic things that you can tell is like there's a carbon isotope signature for stuff that existed before the atomic bomb went off because mm-hmm. that totally fucked up the carbon in the world. And you can tell stuff that was made after that. So it's very easy to tell. There's a lot of intricacies that don't Thanks, Manhattan to me. science. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Um, anyway, so they, they had it dated and found out that it was actually made probably between 1970 and 1972. Wow. About 100 years so, off. Did yeah. the hotel know? No. Were they perpetuating the fraud? They did not know, and they immediately contacted him and apologized profusely. And he oh. was like, NBD, <laughs> thank you for being honest with me. I already have $16.5 million, so... Was NBD in Mandarin? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did they refund him the money? Yes, they did. Oh, I don't know, actually. Like, except for $10? It's <laughs> a good question. No, I think it, I it says they did. Did they? Yeah. I don't have it in front of me. Uh, also, in 1970, that's still a, like, 50-year-old... It's still something. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not 1878. No. No. So, uh... Yeah, I'm pretty sure Be they, careful. Don't... They refunded him. Okay. Well, that's good. So don't don't go around, listeners, paying 10 grand... Using your fantasy online novel. Because <laughs> I bet we have a lot of those writers in our audience. Don't go spending your money until someone has carbon dated that, uh... Whiskey label for you. Oh, they did the whiskey label? You know, they said they sent samples. I can't imagine that you could date the whiskey itself. Maybe you could. There's carbon in there. 
I don't know what they did. I mean, I can't imagine thinking that that was a bottle from 1850 something and being like, sure, I'll send you some samples of it. I'd be like, no, get your ass over here and don't touch it. You only need a wee, (laughs) like a tiny. Yeah. Little An atom of carbon. Carbon. You need more than one molecule. More than one. But anyway. uh, Yeah. Crazy. Crazy. That's. Mostly I'm amazed that, A, anyone makes that much money writing martial arts fantasy novels. B, who pays $10,000 for a single pour. Yeah, so they are, like, action novels? I know. I don't know. Kelly has researched him. I just read the article. It seems I, weird that's to, all I did. <laughs> that's you, like, read a bunch of, of like... What if they're martial arts fantasy romances? Also, if they're fantasies, are there dragons in them? Are there martial art dragons? Probably. They're probably fighting, like... Like human robots and dragons and Godzillas. Okay. Regardless of <laughs> what are actually in his novels. Um, Volcanoes that come to life. I'm just. Wait, wait. Did he like the whiskey? Did he say anything about the quality of the whiskey? Uh, I don't remember. I don't know. Sorry, Kelly. Because I wonder what his impression is. can't let it go. After, <laughs> after he drinks his $10,000, if he's like. You know, mm. worth it. Worth oh, it. No, it, it says, more, it just says like, to answer you, it had a good taste. It's not just the taste, but also history. I guess if you think you're drinking, you know, what's the equivalent of nearly founding farmers, founding farmers, founding fathers stuff in sorry, cold medicine <laughs> in China. I mean, if you're, if that's what you think, like, there's a lot of psychology that goes into that. I'm sure there is psychology in it. But, you know, like, we drank that Pappy one time, which, like, I mean, it wasn't that expensive, relatively speaking. Relatively speaking. (laughs) Way relatively speaking. (laughs) But it wasn't cheap either, but we were like, we never had Pappy, so we're going to dry, you know, try some. And it was like... It was fine. 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 fine. Um, So, but... Okay. The place that they were drinking was at this hotel in Switzerland that stocks over 2,500 different whiskeys. So we should go there. We should yeah. go there. Well, I don't know if they don't know the quality of what they're stocking. <laughs> I'll bring up mass spectrometer. <laughs> Just come in with a bunch of test tubes. Pardon us. Could we sample before we have our sips? <laughs> Just need to make sure that this is authentic. <laughs> This goes on my list. Alex always asks why we like hotel bars so much. This is going to go on my list of, that's a good hotel bar. Yeah. That's that's going to be your argument for him is yeah. <laughs> this random. Okay, where, was, where was this? Stockholm? Is that what you said? Sweden? Sweden. Switzerland? Switzerland. Switzerland. Whatever. The other Swiss country. The other S country, sorry. Swiss country. <laughs> <laughs> he, he is curious why we like hotel bars so much. I've tried to explain it, but yeah. It's hard to explain. I'm not really sure I would know how to explain it. I think I said that my most basic argument is that usually you're unlikely to run into someone you know there. There's almost always a seat. Mm-hmm. They're not the busiest places. Yeah, they're pretty chill. And they're like a comp- they're a totally random sampling of humanity, which is always in- there's always something interesting happening there. Yeah. Um they're often quiet and you can have a conversation. Exactly. Yeah. Like and they're usually pretty non-pretentious like they're used to like tourists or like people of all like expensive businessmen and you know random tourists and and a lot of them have like one thing that they're really good at like some really good cocktail or 
like a really good wine list. I don't know. Like, unlike, I don't know how that's different from most bars, but I think especially the atmosphere is always different. You can have a conversation. You could probably find a place to sit. Yeah. And not that I particularly like having long conversations with strangers, but the service is almost always um, quite friendly. Yes. Like, they're just used to kind of putting on a show for people, even if it's just like a fake smile. But, like, the service is always usually good. And if you do want to talk, they'll, like, answer anything. Yeah, that's true. Good point. Yeah. Anyway. Plus one for hotel bars. How should we finish this uh, evening off, ladies? With these bourbon gummy bears that one Jen Wade had us, got got for us. I'm glad they made it. They were, like, the smallest box I've ever mailed. I was, like, I was so confused. I was, like, what is this box? It's like, oh, look. <laughs> it's a tiny little box, is, like, just bigger than the... I just wrapped it in um, Oh, you just wrapped paper. it. Yeah. That's cute. And the guy, the UPS guy is, like, trying to figure out how to put the sticker on it. <laughs> it's, like, an inch and a half square. <laughs> Wait, so where'd you get yeah, these? Yeah, so tell us oh, about just, these, Jen. They're just from paper source. I was, like, buying <laughs> cards. And there was a, a stack of them. There's a stack on one side of champagne gummy bears. Gross. Mm. And a stack of, of bourbon ones. And I was, like, 100% buying two of these. Do the champagne ones have little bubbles in them? I didn't inspect them, but they're pink. Oh. That's Which gross. also made me feel like, no, thank you. Um, apparently, they also make a rosé version because... Of course. Uh, because they're kind of basic. Um, rosé is so in right now. I know. So anyway, they're, um, they're little gummy bears. They're made by... What is this company called? Sugarfina. And they apparently have Blanton's bourbon in them, but they say they're non-alcoholic. So they must cook off the... Alcohol. alcohol when they're making them, but there I had is lands for the first time in New York when I was up there. Oh yeah, yeah, oh, really? Yeah, the bartender. Yeah, we were actually like we had been walking all day and we we're just like, I just want like rail bourbon and ginger. And then we had one round of those, and he goes, "Have you?" Like nobody else was in the bar, so he's like, Come here. he's like, just gave us some free shots of Blanton's, and we we're like, "What is this?" And nice. he's like, "I like this because it has a horse in the corner." <laughs> I mean, and also it's a sixty dollar bottle of bourbon, yeah. so why not? Great. <laughs> yeah. So Blanton's uh, is like well, this, like pretty iconic looking bottle. Uh, readers, if you've never seen it, um, it's kind of like this. I don't know, oblong shape, but with like yeah, a horse in the cork. They're all racehorses, right? And then you can find like sets on Etsy and eBay of like all of the different racehorses. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah, he told us that his customers love it, and whenever he finishes a bottle, he has to save the cork, and, like, a few of them collect the corks and, like, find sets of them. Yeah, well, that's so fun. Yeah. I love that. They're, they're a pretty big, uh, pretty big deal, I think. But, um, so the bourbon bears say, made with single barrel, single barrel bourbon, these dapper bears have a sweet kick of Kentucky's finest, made in Germany. Interesting. Well, they're okay. They're okay. They're um, not overwhelmingly bourbony. No. But they're kind of good. They're kind of hard. Yours traveled a long way. From Germany. They do have like a subtle sweetness. It's weird if you like are a gummy bear aficionado, which I used to be. I'm not anymore. But as a child, I definitely was. Oh. Because like Haribo gummy bears are all very strongly flavored. I love Haribo gummy bears. They taste like root beer to me. What's up? It kind of tastes like a cola to me, like a root beer or a cola, but not like a root beer. Yeah. More like a cola. No, the, that makes total sense. I couldn't quite place it. I was thinking like... a like, cream soda. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
I was feeling caramel, but you guys are right. Cream soda or cola is exactly right. Mm. I kind of like the subtlety. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. But no bourbon in there. No. no. As a kid, I used to put gummy bears in my frozen yogurt, like as one of the toppings. Oh, nice. They would get hard as a rock. So that you would eat all your frozen yogurt, but then you would just like take the gummy bears with you and you would like eat them slowly in the car and they would soften, soften in your mouth. How did that's a so good I technique? I never understood the people who put the gummy bears on their yogurt because I'm like they turn hard as a rock. Yeah. Why would you want to eat that? I don't know. Kids do dumb things. <laughs> that's how I can. It never occurred to, to me to like keep them later and wait till they soften. Then I'd be like, just buy some gummy bears. Yeah, but I mean, like, Grandpa wasn't buying us gummy bears. He was taking us to frozen yogurt, so you had to like multitask. Yeah. I get it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, they're not. I expected them to be kind of gross, but they're actually kind of good. Yeah, they're not bad. I like them. Yeah. Thanks. How, How much, much were they? That's I can't remember. Oh. Source, I can't imagine they were. They were in nine ninety five. That's kind of a lot. For a for two a, inch like, cube. There's probably like thirty in there. Yeah. Thirty, forty. <laughs> Worth it for the novelty. That's all my news. That's all my whiskey news. Nope. Just drinking it. Per usual. Day in, day out. Drink your whiskey. <laughs> That's all for another episode of Whiskey Cats. Please subscribe to us via your favorite podcast app, such as iTunes or SoundCloud, or find us online at whiskeycats.com. Email us at whiskeycatspodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter and Instagram at whiskey underscore cats. And if you'd like to leave us a short voicemail message, please call 202-760-2009. See you next time. Cheers. That sweet mama whisper in your ear, I'm wild about that thing. It makes me laugh and sing. Give it to me, Papa, I'm wild about that thing. Ah, I think this might need ice. <laughs>